You know, we all just shared this morning just the joy. You know, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so there's joy in the Holy Ghost that you is just not available without the Holy Ghost, that you just cannot experience without this filling of the Holy Ghost. And even as we have seen and, and even people have mocked about, you know, people laughing in churches, holy laughter, it is real. It's not phony, it's real. Because when the joy of the Lord, it's what happened on the day, on the day of Pentecost. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they, people thought they were drunk. And Peter said, well, yeah, we're drunk, just not as you suppose. Not as you suppose. We're not drunk with wine, that wine. We're drunk with the Holy Ghost. And so it's just, it's just a peace and a joy that you get. Um, the, a revelation of your righteousness that you get from the Holy Ghost. Christopher was talking about this morning about how his lifestyle that, you know, he had gotten saved but had no power to change his life. And that comes with the Holy Ghost. And so um, I was telling them this morning that there's, there's nothing that I value or appreciate more in my whole life than to see people get saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing, there's no bigger deal. I, if, I, if, if I got a mansion on a hill with 40 bedrooms and, you know, 100 bathrooms, that wouldn't mean anything compared to seeing one person get saved and get filled with the Holy Ghost because I know that their life is going to change. Their life is going to change. And that's the big deal. And uh, so there are more testimonies, and maybe we'll have other people share those as the time goes on. But uh, that's to encourage you. If you Again, if you're praying and saying, Lord, I, I know there's more. There is more. There is more. You know what the more is? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. You get the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized with the Holy Ghost, and go ahead and take that tongues thing, too. If you do that, I promise you, your life will never be the same. Amen? All right, praise God. Hope y'all enjoyed those. All right, you ready? Let's read the word. You can sit, just sit, just remain seated. First Peter 5, verse 5 through 7. First Peter 5 and verse 5 through 7. Okay, you have that? Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Everybody say in due time. Verse 7, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you tonight for the word we're about to receive. Speak now from heaven. We have ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive, Father, and they're all gifts from you. Thank you, Father, that we have great understanding, great comprehension, O oh God, from the word of God tonight. And I pray that, God, this word will build us up and edify us. This word will strengthen us, God, so that we can become the fullness of what you've called us to be, we pray. Uh, and I pray, Father, there'll be no hindrance or any distraction from this word, but the word will go forth freely, unhindered, unchecked by an outside force, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. All right. Glory to God. We're talking tonight on this subject, time for increase, time for increase. Your Bible says, therefore, humble yourselves, verse 6, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That he may exalt you in due time. Praise God. Now, if you've been here on Sundays, you've been hearing me talking about um, from this scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, 
where Paul says that uh, unless I should be exalted above measure by the what? Abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. And I've been teaching you how, um, just in, in, by way of introduction, that revelation from God, divine insight from God is designed and has the ability within it to exalt you. Okay? As a matter of fact, according to what it says, exalt, according to what Paul says, abundant because he had an abundance of revelations, he was about to be exalted above measure. Means God, through revelation, will exalt you to live above normal standards. Glory to God. You know, we've got to be very careful about this, this tendency we have in our society today towards this socialistic sort of even plain um, lifestyle that we have. That everybody's trying to push everybody into uh, sameness. That uh, even in, in, in youth, you see that now we're, we're growing up in my, my uh, era as a child, uh, we were, everything was competition. We had speech competitions. Reading competitions. We had math competitions. Everything was about being competitive. Who's the best? Who's going to stick out? But it seems like today's uh, educational system, which is carried by the social system, is designed to make everybody kind of the same. Everybody gets a trophy, participation trophy. We're, we're glad you came. You're a winner because you showed up. That's not true, ladies and gentlemen. You're not a winner because you showed up. <laughs> but that's where society is trying to really push everybody to, this sameness. But God is not about sameness. God, you get it in your Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse um, 1. Let's look at this here. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Glory to God. Do y'all have that? Okay, you're looking for it in your Bibles. I like that. I like that. All right, now let's look at it on the screen here. You can find it in your Bible at home. Deuteronomy 28 <laughs> and verse 1. <laughs> now it's, let's read it together. Ready, read. Now it shall come to pass. Come on. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Okay. To do what? Observe all which I... Something's going to happen. I'm going to break you out of sameness. I'm going to break you out of mediocrity. I'm going to break you out of fitting in. I'm going to break you out of normalcy. I'm going to break you out of average. I'm going to break you out of fitting in with the crowd. He says that the Lord your God, Lord your God, it, means it must be his idea, will set you high above all nations of the earth. So God is, God has a tier system. Now the beautiful thing about God is he'll welcome everybody to the top. But if you don't obey him, if you don't serve him, he is not part of exalting you. Tonight I want to talk a lot about, exalt, about exaltation here. Because 
We have entered into this era of flourishing, as Pastor Durbus talked about, and it's a time of exaltation for the body of Christ. I hope you all can handle that. It's a time, oh, glory to God. Uh, let me throw another one here that's coming to me. Isaiah 2. Go to Isaiah 2. I better turn to it because I, I think it's verse 1 or 2 or something like that. Let me look for it. Isaiah 2. Hallelujah. Verse 1. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and, and Jerusalem. Remember Jerusalem back in the news, right? All right, verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the in the wind. Latter is another word for last days. So it shall come to pass in the latter days. Would you think these are, these are the latter days now? Are these the last days now? So the time he was talking about is now. Everybody say the time is now. I shared this with you last week, last two Sundays here. Remember, everything I'm preaching to you is not for 5, 10 years, 20 years from now. Everything that we've preached the last 10, 20 years is for now. Everything we're preaching now is for now. We have entered a Kairos moment. Everything is about to happen now. You got it? Everybody say now. now. This is important for you to get this here. We are in this time now. So he says, it shall come to pass in the latter days or the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And shall be exalted above the hills and nations, all nations shall flow to it. So this looks to me like it is God's idea, his plan for now to raise his people up and notice what it says, on top of the mountains. All the mountains of influence. On top of, of media. On top of arts and entertainment. On top of the sports world. On top of Hollywood on top of the religious world, on top of the government world, on top of, of education, on top of the business world. His, his, his people above, on top of it. Notice what it says here. And shall be exalted. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I didn't know that, verse, that word was there. And shall be exalted above the hills. So that we're in a time now of exaltation. Say, so we're in a time of exaltation. exaltation. Say, I'm in a time, in a time of, exaltation. of exaltation. All right? So, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it, up to it. Why up to it? Because we're on top. And so we become the, the uh, envy of all nations. That's why God is trying to get you to, uh, to understand uh, that if you make the word attractive, he's going to make you attractive. Because he wants people to flow up to it so that they can join it. You know, God, and we've been, we talked about this last two Sundays here about the turnover. I'm not necessarily preaching on that subject matter. I'll get back into that on Sunday. But I want you to understand that God... When we talk about God flipping things around and, and God taking from the wicked and putting things in the hands of the righteous, we are, it is not our prayer, it is not our desire for God to destroy the wicked people. You understand that? We, we're, we have no desire. The Bible says God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. 
So we have no desire to see wicked people, sinners and heathens, lost and lose everything and fall apart. That's not our desire. Our greatest desire is to see them all get saved. I'd much rather see the most rich heathen on the planet get saved and his money come into the kingdom that way than for him to fall and die and go to hell and his money's got to come that way. I'd much rather see him get saved. Glory to God. Would you? All right. Well, that's God's desire. Okay? And so it's the time now of exaltation. And that's what God has us, all right? Now, so we're talking, go back to 1 Corinthians 12, 7. That's where we started out here. About uh, Paul saying that, um, 2 Corinthians 12, 7, rather, that we, we could be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. Okay? So we're getting revelation that's going to bring us uh, up. All right? Now, let's go to another scripture here. Ezekiel. We saw this one on Sunday. Ezekiel 21 and verse 26. Moving quickly here. Ezekiel 21 and verse 26. When you get it, say, I got it. Matter of fact, let's start at verse 25. Ezekiel 21 and verse 25. Ready? Okay, let's read together. Ready to read. Now to you, O profane, wicked prince of Israel, whose... Notice he's talking here again about a day. Remember we read just now in Isaiah 2 about a latter days. In the latter days. So what we're seeing here is whenever God speaks something, there's always a timing to it. Glory to God. God has set times of movement. I, I, man, today I heard this prophetic word um, that, y'all remember Pastor Danny. Uh, Pastor Danny sent me this, uh, um, hey, you need to watch this video. And I watched this video, this guy gave, gave this prophetic word, just so powerful. He laid out what the Lord spoke to him about 2018. And, and uh, he, he, kept, he, he prophesied everything I've been preaching, everything Dad's been preaching, everything uh, Danny's been preaching. He, laid, he just laid it all out. And, and he, he said the same thing, it's for now. And he was saying, he, he was saying all his life he's been waiting for this moment. I, I, I really, I really, I don't know if I can drive that home to y'all enough in the body of Christ that all the things we've preached about and prophesied for years and decades and even last generations is for now. It's for now. You just want to make sure you're on the right side of now. Some of y'all, you just got saved. Boy, you, made, you got in just in time, boy. You, you, you slipped right on in there. Praise God. Some of you, if you're not saved, there's still time to slip on in there. Because you want to be on the good side of this thing here. Okay? So, he says, uh, whose day has come, whose iniquity shall end. So, there's going to be an end to all this iniquity out here. Okay? The Bible calls it the fullness of the Gentiles. All right, now let's look at verse 26 here. Thus says the Lord God, remove the turban. Remember, that's talking about the, the priesthood here. Then he says, remove, take off the crown, talking about uh, royalty or government here. He says, I love this, nothing shall remain the same. Nothing shall remain the same. Nothing. Can you look around you and see that right now things are being so shaken up that nothing is remaining the same. 
You can look at what's going on in, in, in the entertainment world, in arts entertainment. I mean, it's, it's, it's this guy, when he prophesied, he prophesied that uh, God's about, about to turn the whole sports world upside down. Hallelujah. Financially. I mean, it's just, but it's, it's coming. It's good. It's good stuff, though. It's good stuff. So, but look what he says. Nothing shall remain the same. Look what he says. Look at this last time. Lion, can you read it with me? All right, read it. Ready, go. Exalt the humble and humble the exalted. So we see there a turnover, a, a flip. But notice the words. Exalt the humble and then humble the exalted. So lift up or raise up those who are down and cast down those who are already up. Okay? Now, I don't know if you know this, but you're the humble. <laughs> okay, let's just, let's just get out of the way right here. I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. And I don't want anybody to think, oh, I'm already the exalted. Uh, no, you're not. I know you got a good job and you're doing six figures and all that kind of good stuff, but you're not the exalted. You're still so low on the totem pole. It's you so you so still so short. You got to jump to get on the curb. <laughs> if you get kicked to the curb, you don't have far to go. We're, let's just be honest. Let's 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 be honest. We we are we are. I'm talking. I'm not. I'm not. You're talking about us, we, we, and I'm really talking about we, the body of Christ. We, the body of Christ, we are not on the top of anything. Okay? We can admit that, right? We know that. So, God is ready to flip things around. So, it's time now for the humble to be exalted and for the exalted to be humbled. Praise God. All right, now, let's go to another place here in Scripture. Can you track me on this here? Let's go to Psalm number 75. How many of y'all like the book of Psalms? Okay. Psalm number 75. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love the Holy Ghost. There's such a sweet, sweet spirit in here right now. I don't know if anybody else sensed that like I do. It's just a really, really sweet spirit. It's the presence of the Lord is here. Glory to God. Psalm 75, verse 1 says, We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. Then it says here, For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. Now watch what, now God picks up the conversation here. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. Okay? Now, my Bible, next to the word proper, I have a number one, and if you have a decent Bible, there's is the center column reference has the word appointed. You have it too, right? So, when I choose the proper time or the appointed time, I will judge uprightly, which implies that, that things right now are not upright. Things right now are out of balance. There's a lot of injustice, a lot of oppression, a lot of, a lot of cruelty going on in the world, and God knows about it. God's not blind to it. God's not ignoring it. God's been paying attention from day one. 
But he says, at the right time, when I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. Whether that's talking about corporate judgment or personal. That means God is watching you in your own life. Praise God. I kicked it up a notch. <laughs> Told you a sweet spirit in here. Praise God. That means God is watching you and me in our personal lives, and he, he takes, there's a time when he'll turn judgment in your favor. Just hold on. Just hang on there. Just stay in faith because he is watching you, and he has chosen the proper time. Uh, allow me to give you this picture here um, that just came to my, to my head to help explain this. I'm going to use it in, a, in sort of a negative sense or, or an opposite sense. Um, when, when someone is uh, engaged in criminal activity and the police, I mean, they're doing serious criminal activity, and the, the police have, have seen them, uh, they generally don't arrest them right away. They give them a lot of leeway. They, they give them time to build a case. They, they, they watch them out for a while, and they, they get together and choose the proper time to go in to make sure when they go in, they, they got them and can't lose this case. Y'all know about that. All right? So when it comes to God, God is watching you. He's, he's not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love in that you minister to the saints and you do minister. Y'all know that scripture there in Hebrews, right? And he's watching you. He's watching how you're being faithful. He's watching how you've sown. He's watching how you've loved. He, he's, wa he's watching all the things you've done. But he's taking time. He's chosen the proper time where he's going to make this exaltation so clear and so evident that he's, he's going to reward you openly. You've prayed in secret. He's going to reward you openly. You've fasted in secret. He's going to reward you openly. You've given in secret. He's going to reward you openly. But he's setting up. He's got a proper time he's going to bring this to pass. Are you hearing me? Alright? Verse uh, 3, the earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up my, its pillars firmly, Selah. Verse 4, I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn, or don't lift up your horn. Verse 5, do not lift up your horn on high. Y'all understand that? In other words, don't toot your own horn. Don't, don't exalt yourself. Do not speak with a stiff neck. Verse 6, get ready for this. For exaltation, everybody say exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, oh God. But God is the judge. He puts down one, come on, and exalts another. So God is in charge of putting down and picking up. And he, he said, I've chosen a proper time that I'm going to flip this whole thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So at the proper time, God will make judgments. He will pull down and he will exalt. So for you and me, it's important that we are simply prepared for promotion. I preached that a, little, a long time ago. And not just prepared, but willing to be promoted. 
<laughs> you know, Isaiah 119 says, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land, right? I'm telling you, this is, I, I, I really can sense this time. So much so, my wife would tell you, I was uh, sitting there with her, I think it was last night we were talking, and I was saying, you know, I'm really just, just listening and observing and, and seeking God on the hows. How what? How to handle my promotion. Ah, come over here. I'm really, I'm really sitting before God and, and just investigating. God, show me how to handle, because I know, I, I feel it. No, I'm serious. I know, I know some of y'all just playing, but I feel it. I mean, I sense it. It's a now time. It's a now moment. It's a now move of God that you're, you're, on, you're on the brink of something explosive happening in your life, but you have to really get yourself prepared. Okay, how do I manage that? I mean, to the point I was asking my wife, you know, I got I to gotta make sure I know, okay, how do we, you know, when it's time, when it's time to buy, buy our plane? This is what I was talking to her. When it's time, when it's time to get our plane, I want to make sure, how, how do I, how do I uh, title it right so that people can't say, oh, he used the ministry money? See, I'm, I'm talking big, y'all. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll come back down here. No, I know. I, I mean, I'm serious. I want to know. I want to know about how, how when, when you, when you, when you have uh, large buildings and and every all these things that the big things God is ready to do now. I sense He's ready to do now, digging back. How how do you set it up so that you, you're above reproach? See, because exaltation is, 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 is now. Glory to God. Because God has said the proper time is here. So the time is now. Now, the, here's what I want to teach about. Is, is that you and I, we can't force it to happen. Okay? We can't make it happen. Promotion must come from God. Remember what we read here, verse 6. Exaltation comes either from the east nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. In other words, God is the one that does the exaltation. And what I want to help us with in, in tonight and maybe next week, however long this takes, is to make sure that you and I are, are willing and obedient to God and not in the business of exalting ourselves. I want to keep you out of trouble. I want to keep you out of a mess. God told Joshua something. Go to um, Joshua uh, 3. Joshua 3, verse 7. Joshua 3, 3, verse 7. God told Joshua something. Watch this. He says, the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel. That they may know that as I was with Brother Hagin. Come on now. As I was with Catherine Kuhlman. As I was with Amy Simple McPherson. Are you hearing this? That as, as I was with all these great men and women of God, 
as I was with Paul, <laughs> as I was with Abraham, as I was with Isaac and Jacob, so I will be with you. So he says, I, you have to let me exalt you, Joshua. He said, today I will begin to exalt you. Today, this day. See again the time? Let me come over here. Do you see the time? Joshua has been walking with God for a long time. Joshua um, served, it, it's, 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 it's been reported, or we, we conclude, that Joshua served Moses for about 10 years before Moses passed on and moved to heaven. So he had already been serving God a long time. So he's been with God many years. Hallelujah. But God said, Joshua, your day has come, boy. Man, you got this here. I wish I had somebody else who got this here. You've been serving God a long time. But there's coming a day in your life because God has made a judgment where he's going to say, Mac, this your day. <laughs> Jeff, this your day. <laughs> Sister Garrett, you've been serving me a long time. This your day right here. Hallelujah. Well, I just, I just, do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all see what this is saying on this screen here? See, if, if in, I, I think maybe the problem is we are still not um, kingdom conscious and still don't understand that God's not asking you to do this yourself. That all you have to do is be willing, Isaiah 119, and obedient. That if you're willing to be exalted, and if you're obedient to his word, to his voice, he's going to exalt you. Not about how much education you have or don't have. Not about where you work or, what, or, or whether you don't work. Not about, you know, what your last name is. Not about what your skin color or your gender is. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's about can you just keep serving God and yield to him, obey his voice, because there's coming a day. Oh, God. There's coming a day in your life where God says, it's your day. This day, go back to Joshua 3. This day, I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel so that they may know so they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. All right. Y'all got that? Y'all got a few more minutes here. Okay. Now, so how, how do I make sure that I'm ready for this season of increase? How do I make sure that I'm ready for this season of promotion? How do I make sure I'm ready for this season of elevation and exaltation? Okay. Let's go back to James chapter 4. What did you say? I, hear, I heard the word suddenly. Yeah, it's going to come. Like that. That's why you got to prepare yourself for promotion. That's why I'm asking these questions now, Lord. Okay, how do I how do I how do I arrange things? 
I wish I had somebody else who might, who had a little, a little bit of sensory perception. You could just sense something. Oh, Pastor, you said that five years ago. Yeah, we said it five years ago, but it was a ways off. But what was said five years ago and 10 years ago and 40 years ago is for now. And you're not going to hear, I, well, I just want my words, you're not going to hear much prophetic word about future. You're right in it. You are right in it. You are so much in it that it won't be long before the eastern sky is cracked. They don't know what I'm talking about. They don't even know over there. They don't even know what I'm talking about. They ain't, nobody over there even said anything. You know, when eastern skies crack, you know what's happening, right? The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with him. That's what's about to happen. I said that's what's about to happen. Our Lord is about to return soon and very soon. It's not a long ways from now. Praise the Lord. Jesus coming one day. Jesus, praise the Lord. <laughs> He's going to come suddenly, too. But before he comes, your Bible says he's coming back for a glorious church. Coming back for a glorious church. Not this old raggedy looking church that we have now. Not this raggedy church where nobody gets along and, and, and the church where we're, we're, we're everybody's handouts, Sister Garrett. You know, you know that church? That, that's, that's what we are now. Today, the church, the church is everybody hand out. When everybody, when everybody have broke down pianos and broke down computers, they want to come bring them to the church. Broke down speakers and broke down audio equipment. We going, the church can probably, the church, we, you know why they keep doing that? Because we, we keep presenting ourselves as the broke child needing help on this planet. Well, we're supposed to be the dominant king's kids. give you our broke down stuff. We don't have any broke down nothing. So Jesus come back for that church, that glorious church. I'm part of that glorious church. So we've got to be exalted. I'll show you that here. Don't forget that phrase, glorious church. Glorious church. Let me write that down here for me. Glorious church. Now, are you in James 4? Okay, James 4 and um, verse 10. Remember, we're ask, answering this question here. How do you make sure you're ready for this season of increase, promotion, and elevation? James 4, verse 10. Do you see that? It says, hallelujah. 
Humble yourselves. <laughs> In the sight of the Lord. And he will. He will lift you up. So notice again, there's no place in here where it says, I will, or I'm supposed to. We have a saying in the world that we've got to get outside, get out of the church. Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You ever heard that phrase? You ever heard that phrase? Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. That is a worldly humanistic phrase. That's a humanistic phrase. And, you know, we even got in the church this way. We, we try, to, try to modify it and says, well, you know, God helps those who helps themselves. Well, where is that in the Bible? It's nowhere in the Bible. If you can help yourself, you don't need God's help. That's not in the Bible. That's not a biblical doctrine. That's not a Bible proverb. That's some humanistic thing that they were trying to make religious. God helps those who helps themselves. No. No, I couldn't help myself. You read Psalm 107, and the Bible says, when they're at their wit's end, they cry unto the Lord in their distress, and he saves them. At their wit's end, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't do nothing to better myself. Got it? So you can't pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. No, you got to cry like a little baby, like a little child of God. Why, God help me, I need you. Glory to God. All right? So again, let's go back to this here. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, this, this, let me deal with this first part here. Uh, humble yourselves. Okay? So we, we, we read that. How many of y'all know what it means to humble yourselves? Okay? Do we really know what it means? Okay. Well, I mean, we can, we can use our intelligence and think, well, humble yourself means to what? Lower yourself. Okay, that's good. We'll take lower yourself, all right? So let's, let's get scripture for that because we don't want to have any uh, human definition. Let's look at what the Bible says here. All right, let's look at Romans 12, verse 1 through 3. Romans 12, verse 1 through 3. See how to humble ourselves here. How do we do that? Verse uh, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you do what? Present your bodies a living, holy, which is what? Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, that you may prove. Now look at verse 3. Here's our answer right here. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. So only yourself looks like not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Okay? All right. How many of you think we can, we can master that? We can get that done. Well, I, can, I can make sure I don't think of myself more highly than I ought to think. Now, what, what do we also read here between the lines? That we ought to think of ourselves somehow. He said, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. So you ought to think of yourself somehow. He said, just don't think more highly. Now, should, does that mean you should not think of yourself high? No. 
doesn't mean you should not think of yourself highly. No, no it just said not more highly. You see, so you got to make sure you don't go to the other end of the spectrum where you think of yourself lowly. Where you belittle yourself. Think yourself to be nothing. Well, you're not nothing. You're not ordinary. I'm just an ordinary person trying to do extraordinary things. Isn't that great? Isn't that sound super spiritually deep? But it's dumb. I'm just an ordinary person trying to do extraordinary things. You mean you who was bought with the blood of Jesus, the priceless blood of Jesus, you're ordinary? I mean, you who he climbed up on Calvary's cross and spent three hours dying when he could have saved himself at any time? He did it for you and you're ordinary? Who do you think you are? Not just ordinary. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Tell you, Dave, I'm not just ordinary. <laughs> First Peter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own, his own. His own. Somebody shout, I'm special. You're not ordinary. You're not regular. You're not only human after all. They want to sing that song. I'm only human after all. No, 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 no. I'm not only human after all. You're not only human after all. You're a child of God. You're made in his image. You're a, you're a, a duplicate of God on this planet. Hallelujah. You're not some regular old Joe. So you need to think of yourself highly. But don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. So that means I have to know as, as wonderful as I am, I am wonderful because he made me wonderful. That without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I would fail. Without him, my life would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Romans 12, 3. He says, in Romans 12 to here, he says, so don't think of yourself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So what is our sameness is that we've all been dealt the same measure of faith. Okay? All right. So we got to humble ourselves. Everybody say, humble yourself. Okay? So let me, let's look at another one here. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Verse um, 1. Philippians 2 and verse 1. We're seeing about how to humble ourselves here, right? Because remember, God gives grace to but he resists the proud. Okay? You don't want to be resisted by God. <laughs> I mean, if God resists you, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's a stiff arm. You can't, you can't break through right there. God's got the ultimate Heisman pose right there, boy. That's 
<laughs> you can't. <laughs> Come on now. Philippians 2, verse 1. Uh, is that right? Yeah, Philippians 2, verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, okay. having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing, here it is, be done through selfish ambition or conceit. So here's what pride looks like. Selfish ambition or conceit. It's only pursuing things that for you. Can I, can I say something? Y'all look, look at me when I say this. I've been sharing this with some, a few people here. You know, one of the gravest dangers of the prosper of the when I say that quote prosperity gospel. You know, I preach prosperity gospel. So I'm not trying to put down prosperity gospel. I'm just making you aware of a grave danger of it. And it's not that the gospel itself is dangerous, it's what happens in the in the heart of the hearer that's dangerous. One of the gravest dangers of, of the prosperity gospel in the heart of the hearer that's not in tune with God is that you take the prosperity gospel and become so inwardly focused. You miss out on the whole point of prosperity. Y'all not saying much, so I better... When you become so inwardly focused, you miss out on the whole point of prosperity. The whole point of prosperity is not just for you to have enough for you. The whole point of prosperity is so that you can be blessed to be a blessing. That's the whole point of prosperity. It's so you become a distribution center. It's so that you can now be able to meet needs. You understand that? Well, I thought God's going to bless me. Yeah, he's going to bless you. He's going to bless your socks right off your feet. But if you become only inwardly focused, then your whole point of even hearing it is to get more and more for you. And you become a pond as opposed to a river. God doesn't, you know, you don't want to be a pond. Pond, get all that algae in it. Start stinking. Because no, there's no movement. The whole point of your prosperity is for there to be movement, for God to be able to move things through you. Are you hearing this here? Okay. Now, so you got to make sure that you let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, verse 3, he says, let each esteem others better than himself. So think of others more highly or higher than yourself. Glory to God. In other words, you are outwardly focused. My time is up already. Wow. Everybody say, I'm outwardly focused. I'm outwardly focused. You sure that's what that means, Pastor? Yes. How do you know? Verse 4 says it. Verse 4 says, let each 
Y'all looking at it? Let each of you look out not only for his, not only for his, but also for the of others. Here we go here. You see? So if you don't do that, you now get over into pride. You're not humble. You're trying to exalt yourself. And now God can't exalt you the way he wants to exalt you. This helping anybody here? Just for fun, can I keep reading? Verse 5. So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now he's, now he's going he's gonna to show us what this kind of humility looks like. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men, verse 8, and being found in appearance as a he what? Humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death. Humility makes you obedient to God. Okay? Verse 9. So he exalted, he, he, he humbled himself in verse 8, right? Look at verse 9. Therefore, therefore, or for this reason, God also has, come on, highly, highly, highly exalted him and given him, oh God, the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on the earth, and of those under that's where hell is. Hell is under the earth. It's inside the earth. So everything in heaven, earth, and under the earth has to bow down to that man. Hallelujah. Why? Because he humbled himself. And, every, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. To the glory of the Father. Glory to God. You see what happens? So the Bible gave us here a, the premier example of humility and the results of humility. That if we humble ourselves, we will be exalted. Okay? Now, let's, let's, let's uh, try to finish here, um, well, at least for tonight. James 4, verse 10. Let's go back over there. James 4 and verse 10. James 4, verse 10. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. In the sight of the Lord. Now, here's one thing you got to know about, about the Lord's sight. The Lord has really good sight. He, he has such good sight. Pastor Kim, his x-ray vision, he can see through. Man looks on the, but God looks on the, so God sees past all our actions. You know you can act like you're humble. You can act like you're submissive or submitted. You can do that kind of stuff and really in your heart not be. You can be, as my wife likes to call it, smiling, rebellious. Come on now. Parents, you know your kids have done it. You told them to go take out the trash and make up their bed. And they go do it, but they, they telling you off in their head. Oh, y'all, that's never happened to your parents? You did it yourself. 
You did it growing up. You did it growing up with your parents. You, I'm going to take the garbage out, but I'm going I'm to I'm tell you about yourself the whole way to the garbage. Right? So there, you can have actions that look like you've humbled yourself. But in reality, there can be pride in your heart because you're really resistant. Okay? And we don't want to be like that. We want to humble ourselves in the sight, not of man. You can fool man. As a matter of fact, I, I, I need to show, I, maybe I get to it, I get to it next week maybe. Um, you, can de- you can even deceive yourself. Okay? You can deceive yourself about it. All right? Uh, okay, so humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So you can't fool God. He's looking, so he knows when you're humble, and it says, and he will lift you up. Now, let me give you this word, this phrase here, lift you up, or lift. It's the Strong's uh, Greek number uh, 5312, hupsoo, actually it's hupsao, which means to lift up on high. Now, this is what he's going to do. To lift up on high, to exalt. Metaphorically, it means to raise to the very summit. Okay, pause. Raise. Are y'all hearing me back in the back? To raise to the very summit. Now, what's the summit? Summit is a tip top. You climb the mountains of Mount Rushmore, Mount Everest. Well, you don't climb Mount, Mount Rushmore. Mount Everest. Mount McKinley, you go to the very, the tip top, the highest peak, the very top, that's the summit. That's what mountain climbers, they want to do. Boy, they, they dream of doing it. They, they, they take their whole lives. All they want to do is climb to the mount, top of Mount Everest, Mount Kilimanjaro. He says, to raise, to raise. Remember now, we're talking about humble yourself on the side of the Lord, and he will do this. Raise you to the very summit of opulence. Now, let's deal with opulence. Come on, just close your eyes for a minute. Let your your mind just wander. When you think of the word or you hear the word opulence, how many of y'all know what it is? You know what I mean when I say, or when when it says here, opulence. Opulence is is, uh, is not, (laughs) it's not average living here. Opulence is not, you know, just uh, your starter house. That's not opulent. Opulence is, 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 um, is no, there's no, no, no formica in, in opulence, praise the Lord. You go, yeah, you're going beyond granite when you're talking about opulence. You're getting over to some Carrera marble. You're getting over in some uh, things, onyx and <laughs> tumble travertine and um, gilded edges everywhere, and I'm laughing at some of y'all in this on inside because y'all like you won't even dream. You want you want you won't even let yourself just think about it. And yet your Bible says I'm not making this up. You can put. Look, look on your own phone. Look on, you got your little phone. Look on your own, make, find yourself. I'm not making it up. You just tap that word lift or exalt. 
And you put it up, you gonna, did you put up the same thing that's on here? So I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you what God is trying to get across to his people. That if you will humble yourself, I'm not going to take you just a little higher. I'm not going to make your life just a little better. He says, I'm going to take you to the very summit. You better, listen, you better stop despising and dogging out the 1%. Because when God gets through with you, the 1% going to be looking up to you if you're willing and obedient. <laughs> I don't know if they can handle this. He says to the very summit, the very summit, that means the best materials I almost said money can buy. But you don't know what money can buy. You, you, you're not shopping at Home Depot for this stuff. You're not, you're, not, you're not at Lowe's for this stuff. You're not going to Ace Heart. This is not, this is not, this is not that. You're not on Amazon trying to find the cheapest bargain. You're not, you're not on Overstock.com. No, that's not, that's not, you're not on Wayfair. This is opulence. This is, this is you calling somebody to the house to come measure your living room and build furniture custom made for your living room. This is not you going down to JCPenney and see if they got some drapes on sale. This is not, this is not that. I'm jigging at you real good. I hope so. This is not you going down to the Mercedes dealership and talking about, let me give me the best thing in, in your, in your uh, showroom. This, 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 they don't, this opulence don't like this don't come on the showroom. It's not even on the showroom. It's not even on the showroom. You got to order it. It'll be there in six months. I'm not talking about you being able to fly first class. Fine. I'm talking about you being able to have your own plane. Why do I need a plane if I'm a teacher? Depending on what you're doing on the weekends, baby. If you want to fly on the weekends, get yourself a plane. What? I mean, remember now. We're talking about what God said. I'm going to raise you to the very summit, the very summit of, I ain't getting to prosperity yet. The very top, the very summit of opulence and prosperity. And this is what he said, he will do it. So you and I should never have a desire or an inkling to be self-made anything. Don't even have it in your mind to be a self-made anything. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. So everything about our lives, if we'll let God now, he's ready to take you all the way to the top to the top of opulence and prosperity. Remember now, I just, I just explained prosperity to you. 
prosperity is now uh, you got your opulence. That's for you. Now your prosperity is for you to build houses with other people. You don't just build them no cardboard box houses and you live in an opulence. Come on now. Is, is, this, is this how we saw it about? You remember Job? J-O-B, Job. You remember Job? When you read through, if you read all of Job, in between all the good parts that you, we skipped. In Job, Job talked about how he was the one who took care of all the orphans, all the poor, all the widows. He said, when they ever had a problem, I'm the one that I took care of them because my God blessed me. That's prosperity. That's prosperity. <laughs> and that's what God wants to bring you to. Let me, let, me, let me wrap it up here because I've probably, y'all like, <laughs> I can't compute that, Pastor. <laughs> to exalt, th- this, is more, this is easier for people to handle. To exalt, to raise to dignity, honor, and happiness. I just want to be happy. I'll be happy as long as I have me a little house and I'll just be happy. That's fine. That's Listen, be happy. If you're a tiny house generation person, be happy. I think that is evil, but if you, if tiny house is what you want, be, be in a tiny house. But, but, you, but you cannot host a flight team in your tiny house. It's hard to be given the hospitality in your tiny house. If you're going to do a tiny house, make sure you have a big backyard. Okay? <laughs> I'll get into this next week. But to raise the dignity, honor, and happiness. Because we're going to talk about that dignity a little bit too here. Because he want, God wants to dignify you. He wants to dignify you. He wants to raise your, your stature. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hope y'all can handle this here. Um, my, my, I shared with my wife. I, th- this is this is my goal for this year. God can change any week. I'm listening to Him. I, I my goal is on on Sundays. I really want to preach more evangelistic. I want I want to get people saved, man. I want to get I want to get about a thousand of them saved on Sundays. So I want, I want to really preach like that. But on Wednesday nights, I want to build y'all up. Is that all right? So if Sunday sometimes it seems academic to you, just be okay with that. Seem elementary, fine. I already know this, fine. But on Wednesday nights, I want to, I got to get us ready. I got to get us, I got to get us built up. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep going with that on, on uh, next Wednesday. So let's read it one more time here. James 4, verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Hipsau, hupsau, rather. To lift up on high, to exalt, metaphorically speaking, to raise to the very summit 
of opulence and prosperity to exalt, to raise, to dignity, honor, and happiness. I'll let y'all chew on that. Uh, I could tell the way y'all didn't, the way y'all y'all didn't jump about that. We gotta chew on that a whole lot more. I'm gonna push you. You know, like I, I heard, heard Dad saying this Sunday. He was talking about this uh, when he was preaching Sunday in, in Frankfurt about how you know he and Mom, God's blessed them. They are they are financially blessed. I mean, if if God didn't give them another penny the rest of their lives, they could live beyond most people's dreams the rest of their lives. They're they're set like that. They're not playing. Okay, when he, when they say that, but God isn't satisfied. Remember the children of Israel. They had. In Joshua's day, they had gone in and invaded and taken territories, and now they were chilling. They were just chilling out, man, like, man, look, look what we got, man. God has blessed us, man. We got. And God came to Joshua and said, Joshua, what you doing? He said, there's much more land to possess. What you doing? Get out from here. That ain't all. They were satisfied. They were, they were abundantly blessed. And God said, no, 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 that ain't it. There's more. You see, God knew he was going to continue multiplying their generations and increasing them. They were going to need more. So when you and I, God doesn't want us to be sitting here satisfied. Well, God, I got my little, I got just enough of me and my family. We good. We don't need anything else. God's thinking beyond just you. He's thinking about generations. He's thinking about a city. He's thinking about a, a region. He's thinking about a nation. So he needs us to understand these little things about opulence and prosperity and dignity and honor and happiness. So you and I, I wrote this, I got this on my note on my phone, I'm going to teach on this at some point this year. He wants us to be, be influencers. I heard that word, I was praying one day, and I heard that word, influencer. He's ready for you to be an influencer. Six of y'all got it. He's ready for you to be an influencer. And you know who has the most influence? Those who have the most affluence. If you don't have any affluence, you don't have any influence. Am I right about it? Am I right about it? Shake off that religious devil. Am I right about it? Glory to God. So we're going somewhere. Man, I could, I could show y'all some stuff, man. I, these magazines, I get this one magazine called Robert Port. Man, and you know, I'm talking about opulence, Oscar. People think, boy, if I can get me a Rolex, boy, I get me, I get me a forty thousand dollar Rolex. You think, boy, you don't hit the top of the world? Man, I can show you some watches in that in that magazine. That that you look, you get a Rolex. You'll 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 play tennis with a Rolex. You'll go swimming with a Rolex. These watches that they don't have anything fancy on them. They're, they'll be a million and a half dollars. Just for a regular watch. Opulence. But see, if you're sitting here right now and you're offended by what I'm saying, you're not ready for exaltation. You're not ready for it. 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 And you'll be stuck at the bottom of the hill while God's taking his people up to the top of the hill so that everybody else will flow up to it. 
I don't need all that. I'm not talking about what you need. I'm talking about what God needs so he can get this business done so now Jesus Christ can go ahead and come and we can get up out of here. Y'all ready to get up out of here? Stand to your feet. Let's give God a praise for that, for the word of God tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Time for increase. It's time for increase. It's time for increase. And so I'll be challenging you. I'll be shaking you, poking at you. Might even make a little fun of you. <laughs> but when if I make fun of you, it's not because I'm trying to be funny or make you feel uh, rotten and leave. It's because I'm trying to stir you up so that we can go ahead. See, I'm not, I'm not telling you something you got to do. You just got to be willing and obedient. It's the only thing you got to do. Be willing and obedient and let God do it. Amen? Now, Father, thank you tonight for the word we've received. Thank you for each person who's gathered here in this place. Thank you, Father, that, uh, that uh, the word has been preached, it's been given, it's been shared, it's been shown. Lord, you've shown us in your word how this works. And I pray, Father, that every one of us in this place, Lord, would, would remove every barrier that we've set up in our own minds, every, every blockade we have already set up, Father, that keeps us from being uh, open to the fullness of your blessings. Thank you, Father, that you're breaking us out of those, uh, you're breaking those strongholds that we've set up in our minds, those financial limits, those, those ceilings that we've put in our own lives that won't allow us to go past a certain point, won't allow us to think or dream or imagine beyond a certain point. I pray, Father, that, Lord, you'd help us to break through those ceilings. And I'm not asking you, Father, to let us imagine our own things. I'm asking you, Father, to give us the enlarged imagination. Enlarge our hearts the way you enlarge Solomon's heart. I'm asking you, Father, Lord, not, not for us to get our own vision, but to have a vision from you. We will stand upon, our, upon the rampart, and we will stand, and we will hear and see what you say unto us so that you give us a vision of our future. You give us a vision of our now exaltation. Show us through dreams, through visions. Give us a word in our heart. God, are we, right now, what we'll work on is humbling ourselves. That's, that's what we'll work on. Anywhere, well, Lord, that where pride has gotten in and we've insisted on doing things our own way, we repent of it. Anywhere where we've begun to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think, we repent of that. Anywhere where conceit and selfish ambition have entered in because we've misunderstood prosperity, we repent of that, Father. And we get back on this, on this side, Father, of being conduits and vessels for you to bless us and bless people through us. And I pray, Father, in this church, Lord, we will never, ever, never, ever in this church again be so inwardly focused that you can't use us to bless other people. I pray, Father, that you let compassion rise in our hearts, that we begin to look, look for needs, seek needs and meet needs, that we be open, Father, when we see people who are lost or hurting or broken, 
that will not be so inwardly focused, Father, that we'll live in fear and intimidation, Father, but that will open our mouths and share the good news with people, that will win people to Christ, that will show love, will demonstrate love. We won't just talk about love, but we'll be able to demonstrate love. Your word says, Father, that we should let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works, our philanthropy, our goodness, the things we do, and glorify you, our Father in heaven. So, Father, thank you that you'll help us to be generous at all times. Thank you, Father. Now let the word that, we, that has been heard seep into our hearts and produce what you said it to produce, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen and amen. Give God another hand of praise tonight.